the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is denouncing the, quote, inhuman act of violence and praying for an end to what he calls the flames of hatred that fueled it. President Trump has ordered flags on all government buildings across the country flown at half-staff. Another day of rough winter-like weather in the Northeast. We've had reports of 60-plus mile-an-hour wind gusts along the New Jersey uh, coastline up towards... uh, um, portions of Long Island. And, and those strong winds will move up into uh, the eastern, say, coastal Massachusetts, uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, over the next uh, couple hours as we head through the day. That's Mark Chenard of the National Weather Service. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas can't explain what's coming from the mainstream media. If it were a private directive to Sessions, maybe you have something to talk about. But this is a public tweets to millions of people to read, and they are actually talking about it seriously as though it might constitute obstruction of justice. This is above the fold in the headline. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Thank you for listening to WWTC AM 1280, The Patriot. Up next, we got the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson. First, did you know that we have a fan club? That's right, all the perks over rewards card with none of the hassle. The AM1280 The Patriot Fan Club. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, and more. High of 54, going to be clear skies and kind of breezy. Low of 36 tonight. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM-1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. And twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, please do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And for those of you listening to this broadcast who turned out Thursday evening at the Battleground Talkers Tour, it was great to see all you folks at that uh, fantastic event. Michael Medved. Dennis Prager, Larry Elder with moderator Ed Morrissey. Uh, fantastic as always. Terrific event. Always great to uh, get together with the listeners, and uh, hopefully you are energized and mobilized to get out there and uh, get uh, some prominent conservative candidates elected here in Minnesota. Of course, we will talk more about some of these political races a little bit later in the show. But I want to start off the program focusing first on probably some of the probably the uh, one of the bigger news stories, or a couple of big news stories this past week. Uh, of course, the news that broke yesterday of a, of a shooting at a Pittsburgh synagogue uh, took up a lot of the day yesterday, and we will definitely get to that in the second hour. But obviously, one uh, news story that had been circulating for uh, all week last week was a uh, seven prominent Democrat politicos were sent suspicious packages which looked to be uh, bomb made of bombs. Now, they did not detonate. Typically, when you send someone a, a, a bomb, uh, from what I understand, the idea is that for it to detonate upon receipt. This did not. It did not have to be disarmed. Whether the bomb maker was incompetent or just putting it together to make it look like a bomb is a scare tactic, who's to say? But the FBI 
said emphatically these are n- these were not hoax devices. And some of the prominent Democrats who were sent these devices, uh, former President Bill Clinton and his wife Hillary and their, at their Chapico, New York home, uh, George Soros, prominent uh, Democrat, far-left Democrat, a political donor, I guess uh, in his home, he lives also in, uh, somewhere in upstate New York. Uh, there was one sent to care of John Brennan at CNN, John Brennan, uh, former, formerly with the uh, CIA, or was it FBI? I don't remember which. Uh, very prominent Trump critic. Uh, Eric Holder, I know there was one addressed to Eric Holder, and there was also one sent to CNN's New York division. And they all had the return of address of Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who used to be the chair of the Democrat National Committee and a former Florida congresswoman. Uh, this is from a CBS New York story. The Florida man arrested Friday morning in connection with a series of suspected, suspected explosive devices sent to notable Democrats around the country has been identified as Cesar Sayak. The Department of Justice confirmed his arrest around 11 a.m. Here's kind of some bullet points on Mr. Sayak. He's a 56-year-old man who was taken into custody in South Florida. He has ties to New York and Florida court documents and list his birthplace as Brooklyn. Sayak has a lengthy criminal history that dates back to 1991. Um, just as an aside, there was a laundry list of criminal activities since 1991, like the story says. There was one issue where he had a court case that came through uh, Minnesota, and it ended up being a case that ended, I think ended up being dismissed or dropped by then uh, attorney Amy Klobuchar. Okay, and the only reason I bring that up is the Minnesota media is so pathetic that they have to make every big news story about Minnesota. Stop it! It's pathetic. Okay. It, it, it's such a faint connection that you have to plop that up on that. What is that news site? Bring me the news. That one that kind of distills all these other news sites. It's pathetic. Stop it. You look stupid. All right. Sorry. Just an aside. <coughs> Let me get back to the story at hand. Uh, according to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, Sayak has been arrested for both grand larceny and petty larceny in the early 90s. In 2002, he was arrested on a felony charge listed as threat to bomb. Court documents say Sayak pleaded guilty to threatening to discharge a destructive device. However, the arrest record does not detail who Sayak's target was. In 2004, the 56-year-old was arrested on multiple charges, including fraud and drug possession. Five years ago, Sayak was again charged with larceny, as has reportedly violated his probation at least twice since then. A law enforcement uh, source told CBS News that DNA evidence was on one of the 14 devices sent out played a part in leading investigators to the Florida resident. FBI Director Christopher Ray confirmed that a fingerprint on one of those packages allegedly sent to Congresswoman Maxine Waters belonged to Sayak. A van linked to Sayak, which is being combed over by investigators, appeared to have several images of Donald Trump on it, President Donald Trump. It also reportedly featured several anti-Democrat images, including some of the same Democrats who were sent suspicious packages this week. It was taken to the FBI's field office in Miramar, according to the Bureau. Sayok, age 56. Why do they keep mentioning his age in here? Yeah, we get it. He's 56. Uh, (laughs) He's an amateur bodybuilder and former male stripper, a loner with a long arrest record who showed little interest in politics until Donald Trump came along. Florida voter records show he first registered in March 2016 as a Republican and cast a ballot in November's heated presidential election. Sayak's social media accounts were peppered, are peppered with memes supporting Trump, denigrating Democrats, and promoting conspiracy theories about George Soros, the billionaire political donor, who was first targeted this week by a package bomb. Sayak has also tweeted and posted on Facebook videos that appear to show him at Trump rallies. So it's pretty clear Trump supported him. And, of course, even before... The evidence was in and the suspect was arrested. People surmised because of the recipients of these packages. Well, it's got to be it's got to be a Trump guy. And they used hashtag mega bomber, you know, M-A-G-A bomber, mega bomber. And before the evidence was even in. Now, it turns out uh, this seems to validate a lot of claims that he was a Trump supporter. So naturally, they're pointing to Trump's rhetoric as the reason why this guy went off in Again, one of the suspicious packages was sent to CNN, and CNN President Jeff Zucker weighed in, saying there is a total lack 
There is a total and complete lack of understanding at the White House about the seriousness of their continued attacks on the media. The president, and especially the White House press secretary, should understand their words matter. Thus far, they have shown no comprehension of that. Now, that is a fair criticism. I think that President Trump and the press secretary are a little overwrought sometimes in their criticism of CNN. Well, particularly President Trump calling them the the enemy of the people. Irresponsible, in my opinion. Do they are they provo- are they creating a disservice to the American people by being sloppy in some of their journalism? Yeah. Are they above criticism? Absolutely not. Media outlets are absolutely not above criticism. In fact, their biases should be called out, and there is a bias. There's no doubt about it. There is a bias in the media. But you undermine your case if you go beyond that criticism in the media and start getting personal in your attacks like President Trump has. I've never approved of that. Criticize the media? Call it to me. Sure. Okay? But to do it the way Trump has done, it's irresponsible. All that being said... To to say that the president is responsible for this guy sending bombs to Democrats is dumb. It's not accurate. That, too, is irresponsible. Okay? Should the president not say this? Of course, because it doesn't help the rhetoric, the discourse in this country. You know, it just causes a further divide. And the president of the United States is to be the president of all of the people of the United States, not just people who agree with him, okay? And he doesn't seem to comprehend that, just like the previous president didn't seem to comprehend that a whole lot, okay? This is why the divide is be, is becoming further, is the last couple of presidents didn't seem to comprehend that, look, you are the president of the United States, and yeah, there are going to be people who disagree with you, but don't be flippant and, and dismiss their concerns, okay? So... This is the standard that has been set that, well, because President Trump says all this anti-CNN stuff, it stoked anger in this in this madman, and therefore he went off and sent bombs. Well, unless President Trump actually purchased bomb-making material and sent to this guy to make these bombs and then gave this guy the addresses to send these bombs, I don't see how he's complicit in this. Words don't make you complicit when someone acts on them, when there was no suggestion to say, hey, send bombs to these people. President Trump is a little uh, a little aggressive in his rhetoric, no doubt about it, but to, to, to the idea that he ever said anything close to bringing harm to these people is not accurate. Now, again, he didn't. He certainly had, didn't help matters because he pointed the finger at CNN, basically saying, well, you know what, if they tighten up the journalistic standards a little bit, people wouldn't get so angry with them. Okay, not helpful, Mr. President, at all. Okay, it was hopeful that the president could bring this country together and I don't know if he's not capable of that or if he's not interested in that or if he is interested in bringing the country together, but while he does so, takes parting shots at, at CNN. Okay, that this isn't helpful at all. And, and this is just an ugly, ugly situation. And I'm afraid it's only going to further the divide if we're not careful here. But here's the thing. If President Trump is responsible, if his rhetoric is responsible for a madman going off, then I'm sorry, Democrats, then your guy, Bernie Sanders, is responsible for the Bernie bro that shot up a congressional baseball field a year and a half ago. Okay? The gunman came up to someone and said, hey, are those uh, Republicans or Democrats over there? And said, well, those uh, Republicans are practicing for the annual congressional baseball game. And this guy shot up the congressional baseball field and ended up critically wounding uh, Majority Whip Steve Scalise, who has slowly been recovering over the past year and is back in... Uh, seems to be back in pretty good health as a result. And the reason I say that is Bernie Sanders, because this was a time, the summer of 2017 was the time the health care debate was taking place. And the Republican House passed the a, uh, a health care bill that was looking to gut Obamacare. Okay, and then obviously they were going to work on a different version of the Senate, which ultimately failed. But at the time, I believe the bill either, I, I believe the Republican, Republicans in the House passed a health care bill or they were talking seriously about a health care bill. And the whole time, Bernie Sanders specifically was saying millions of people will die at the hands of the Republican health care bill. Bernie Sanders. And then shortly thereafter, a Bernie bro shoots up a congressional baseball field. Now, did level-headed conservatives blame Bernie Sanders for that? No. Was his rhetoric irresponsible and dumb? Yeah, saying millions of people will die 
because of legislation is, is stupid. Okay? This is a whole other aside, but the fact of the matter is, if you don't have health insurance, most hospitals will not turn you away. They will administer care. And obviously, the financial ramifications you have to work out later on. But the idea that, you don't, oh, you don't have health insurance, but I see you've got a gaping head wound? Well, we're not going to admit you for medical care. I mean, it's stupid. It's stupid. But this is Bernie Sanders talking. So if Democrats want to play this game that rhetoric causes a political supporter to go off and commit violent acts, then they damn well better uh, hold their guy, Bernie, to account then. And it's not a false equivalency, okay? Because if a madman, I mean, this shooter, who I'm not even going to say his name, He's dead anyways. The shooter who shot the, shot up the congressional baseball field, he already was an unstable individual. And Bernie's rhetoric, caught, if he, in his mind, he's saying, oh, my God, millions of people are going to die at the hands of a Republican health care bill. I better take out Republicans in. All right? Silly rationale for a sane-minded person, but this person was clearly unstable. As a Cesar Sayak, all right? President Trump in no way suggested that any Democrat politicians be harmed, but Cesar Sayak, hearing all the stuff, all the things Trump is saying about CNN, and because he's an unstable individual, saying, well, if CNN is doing a great disservice to the American people and they're the enemy of the American people, then I need to do something here. So this should be a lesson to, <clears throat> excuse me, politicians of all political parties, all right? There's some unstable individuals out there. Can the rhetoric get pretty heated at times? Of course. And discourse Ken has a tendency to get heated. But when you start saying things like getting in the face of members of the Trump cabinet, like Maxine Waters and Cory Booker have said, or Hillary Clinton saying we can no longer be civil with Republicans because they want to undermine everything we're doing. All right. Eric, Eric Holder says when they go low, we kick them. Right. This isn't this shouldn't just be exclusive to Trump. There are many other powerful people out there saying this very thing. So uh, if you want to uh, criticize Trump for his rhetoric, that's all fine and good, but you better hold yourselves to account too. We'll talk more about this and take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show, hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere. Most Minnesotans are dissatisfied with their income and retirement savings and are looking for help. Earn a second income without a second boss. Learn to make money trading at Online Trading Academy, the world's leader in trader education. Use this income now and through retirement. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Standard Heating agrees that fall is a time for comfort. Things like sweaters, campfires, and pumpkin spice lattes. So while the weather is turning cold outside, you can remain comfortable inside with a new high-efficiency furnace from Standard Heating. In fact, if you buy a new furnace during October, you'll save at least $1,300. That's a lot of pumpkin spice lattes. In addition to saving $1,300 on a new furnace, you'll also be saving money on your monthly heating bills, and you and your family can enjoy the season in worry-free comfort. Standard Heating has been keeping Minnesotans comfortable since 1930. Just ask any of their 475,000 happy Twin Cities customers why they depend on Standard Heating all year round. Find out more about saving $1,300 on your new furnace at standardheating.com patriot. Don't wait. This sale ends October 31st. Standard heating and air conditioning. Comfort you deserve. 
Message and data rates may apply. Welcome to Coursera, the online gateway to thousands of career-advancing courses from many of the world's best universities. So what can Coursera do for you? Coursera is the perfect way to learn at my own pace and have this amazing knowledge to help me advance professionally. I almost doubled what I was earning. Coursera is the reason I'm now a full-stack developer and I've got skills that I know are in demand. Whether you want to hone your skills, add to your qualifications, or switch careers, Coursera provides access to interactive learning learning experiences from schools like the University of Illinois, Arizona State University, and the University of London. And you can join Coursera for free. Just text TREND11 to 250-250. Coursera is liberating because it let me take control of my education, learn what I want to learn, and change my whole life. Join Coursera for free. Text TREND11 to 250-250. Coursera, your course to success. Text TREND11 to 250-250. Back in 1280 the Patriot. She couldn't spend Northern Alliance Radio Network. One day long. It is me, Brad Carlson, closer. Closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. When you, have you can check out my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague Mitch Bergen, these very airwaves, AM 1280 The Patriot, is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. Heard Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. I am the closer, Brad Carlson, closing out weekend programming every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continuing the discussion of the uh, suspect, Cesar Sayak, he was the, he's the man accused of sending bomb-like devices to multiple Democrat politicos and big donors, as well as uh, CNN, the New York Bureau of CNN. And as a matter of fact, uh, this was a... Uh, kudos to the folks. I wish I could remember their names. Uh, there was a man and a woman who were co-anchoring a CNN show, and they were conducting a live interview with someone when the alarm went off in the CNN New York building. And they kept their cool about them and coolly cut off the interview and says, we got to go to a break and we'll be back. And they ended up having to obviously evacuate the building when this bomb-like uh, device was found. So uh, kudos to those folks for for keeping their cool in a crisis situation because uh, pretty scary situation. Typically... When when uh, bombs are sent along, uh, they don't you don't have an opportunity to take them out of a package and inspect them. They pretty much detonate. So um, yeah, I and again, I, I imagine more may come out on this, but I don't know if these were just failed devices or if this was just meant to gin up uh, fear amongst these folks. Uh, I guess again, we'll let the investigation play out. But in this day and age, of social media and instant reaction. Doesn't seem like anybody wants to let anything play out. They just want to assign blame and guilt. And if it turns out they're wrong, oh well. They just throw up their hands and say, oh well, whatever. Uh, but my point is, is that this was a standard that the Democrats set back in early 2011. If you remember the shooting that took place down in Tucson, Arizona, where Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords was holding kind of a Congress Congress on your corner, where she would just meet at like a uh, any place within her congressional district and constituents could come out and hear her talk and ask questions and she'd be accessible that way. Well, Gabrielle Giffords, of course, was outside a coffee shop with several constituents and a gunman opened fire and uh, critically wounded the congresswoman. She s- amazingly survived. Uh, it, there was I remember watching that event, uh, the, the news of that particular event unfolding, and at one point, there was a report that Congresswoman Giffords had passed away. Thankfully, that was quickly retracted. Said, "Nope, that's false information. She's just in very, very critical condition. She has since recovered. She still is obviously suffering after effects from the shooting, but she did survive. And right away, because it was like a Democrat Congresswoman was shot. Huh? I wonder why that could be. And what they did is they went back and looked at Sarah Palin's political action committee. They had a map." on her website, and the interactive map had crosshairs over Gabrielle Gifford's congressional district. 
And the idea was that is one of the districts we are targeting, so to speak, to take over and flip to Republican. And so people say, oh, my God, Sarah Palin put a crosshair symbol on this uh, on this website. Well, that set the gunman off. Well, as they arrested the gunman, turns out he was just a loon and he was upset over this country's currency system. And there were voices talking to him about our country's currency system. Had nothing to do with Sarah Palin. From all accounts, he was apolitical. All right. But yet that was a narrative that was thrown out there. It was Sarah Palin's rhetoric and the rhetoric of the Tea Party that set this gunman off and opened fire. And after that, Democrats were lecturing, well, we need to we need to be careful of our rhetoric because look what it does, even though that was universally ended up being universally debunked that Jared Lochner, the gunman, had was not influenced at all by the Tea Party or Sarah Palin or anything. But it was a narrative that even just within the past few months, the New York Times alluded to it and they had to issue a correction. So my point is, is that this is the standard they set. We have to be careful of of our, our rhetoric. All right. But where were prominent Democrat politicals? And if there were some, I'd be willing to be corrected. When Maxine Waters and Cory Booker and Eric Holder and Hillary Clinton all basically saying civility is out the window. They go low, we kick them. Get in the face of the members of Trump's cabinets. You know, Ian Milheiser of the of uh, I think it's Think Progress basically said, Tell me again why these uh why Republicans, conservatives, whomever should be we shouldn't bother them where they eat or sleep while they undermine democracy. Basically justifying for going on into people's homes. All right? But we're supposed but conservatives are supposed to mind their rhetoric. And Matt Walsh put together a uh Pretty much a bullet point list on uh, on the Daily Wire this past week of four examples of liberal violence that the media they didn't blame on Democrats. They were they they were all ready to be vindicated with the bombing suspect turning out he was a he was a big time Trump guy. Uh, how about the uh, ricin that was sent to President Trump and other administration officials? Uh, Secretary of State or Secretary of Defense uh, James Mattis sent an envelope with ricin. Uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s now ex-wife, but he was married at the time to his wife, Vanessa. She was sent an envelope with rice and had to be taken to the hospital because she had a negative reaction to it. Fortunately, she was okay. You know, the attack on the on the uh, GOP congressional baseball game. You know, we've we talked about that in the first segment. Nancy Pelosi, my House Minority Leader, and hopefully she stays House Minority Leader, uh, was had the attitude of, how dare you, when it was suggested that rhetoric set off the Bernie bro. And caused him to shut far left rhetoric caused the Bernie bro to shoot at the congressional baseball field. Yeah, they weren't willing to take responsibility. Or the mass murder of police at the Black Lives Matter rally in Dallas. This was in 2016, where a murderous radical went on a rampage during a Black Lives Matter protest, shooting 14 police officers and killing five of them. The media took great pains to clarify the killer had nothing to do with Black Lives Matter, liberals, or Democrats. Even though many prominent leftists had spent years up to that point claiming that racist police were hunting down innocent black men and executing them in broad daylight, still we were informed that this sort of propaganda couldn't have possibly had anything to do with the killing spree. Again, this is from Matt Walsh's piece, The Daily Wire. Or the riots in Ferguson and Baltimore. Violence, violent chaos gripped the streets of Ferguson and Baltimore for days on end. Buildings were burned to the ground. Stores were looted. Cars were set on fire. Homes were vandalized. Innocent people were assaulted by mobs. With these situations, especially in the case of Ferguson, we can say without a doubt, left-wing rhetoric fueled and encouraged the violence. Liberals and Democrats were the ones who spread the patently false hands-up-don't-shoot myth, which became the rioters' rallying cry. You know, if you're going to hold conservatives to the standard of toning down your rhetoric, you better darn sure kind of rein in your own camp as well. You know, whataboutism is, that's that's one thing. It's it's one thing to point out the hypocrisy of the other side, but it's a whole different thing if you're going to point out the other side doing it, that shouldn't be justification for you committing the same acts, right? I'm not, I'm not a fan at all of Trumpkins saying, well, you know, Trump's saying all this stuff. What about uh, the liberals and Democrats doing all this? Well, fine. Are you, are, are, are you excusing, uh, are you Trump fanboys excusing the president then for saying what he says? Okay, until you come out and say, you know what, the president should maybe dial it back, even though it didn't have anything directly to do with the 
bomb maker sending these suspicious devices to Democrat politicos, you know, he, he probably should dial it back. But I never hear anything like that from the Trump fanboys. So it's just this round and round vicious cycle of whataboutism, and it's not helpful. And in the meantime, this country is becoming further divided. And we've we've we definitely saw it. <clears throat> excuse me, this past week, awful situation. And uh, thank God nobody was hurt. Uh, that much we can say for sure. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Want to know why the market closed where it did today? Catch Josh Arnold's Closing Market Report every weekday afternoon at 353 on AM 1280 The Patriot. Josh will give you instant analysis and insight on the day's events that impacted the market. It's straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Listen each day at 3.53 p.m. to the Closing Market Report with Josh Arnold, investment consultant and registered investment advisor. More intelligent talk from AM 1280 The Patriot. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former Ford, Lincoln, and Mercury owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagSettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's AutoAirbagSettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. This is Michael Medved here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-741-5592. That's 800-741-5592. 800-741-5592. Do you long for something better? Family Innovations wants you to know that you can have a better marriage, better relationships, a better view of yourself and the world around you. Family Innovations was created to provide counseling with healing and freedom for everyone who comes to them. Whether you are seeking guidance through a difficult season or freedom from a past trauma, they are the beginning of something better. There's a location near you, so contact FamilyInnovations.com. FamilyInnovations.com. Welcome back, Camp 12 in Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Feel free to weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And feel free to check out my blog, too, at uh, bradcarlson.org. And along with myself and Mitch Berg, we are also contributors to Look True North. It's looktruenorth.com. Your one-stop shop for center-right conservative thought in the state of Minnesota. Ah, heck, the upper Midwest and the entire country for that matter. Be sure to check it out again, looktruenorth.com. Want to switch to uh, local politics, and uh, Adam, I will, I'll be calling for that audio clip probably this segment. Uh, the Attorney General's race certainly is a 
one that looks to be winnable for Republicans for the first time in a long time. It's not. It's been since uh, the late '60s since a Republican was elected uh, to that office, and uh, ever since then, it's been a Democrat. I think every four years since 1972 has been. Uh, do I have my math right, or maybe it's 1970? I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. But it's been, I believe in my lifetime, I don't believe there's ever been a Republican that has been elected to that office. I believe when I was born, there was a Republican serving, but then ever since then, uh, a Republican has not been elected to the Attorney General's office. But Republican Doug Wardlow, who was on these very airwaves yesterday with Mitch Berg, uh, has a real shot of defeating Democrat Keith Ellison. Of course, Keith Ellison, far-left radical, was going to have a tough time winning this race regardless because... He doesn't really appeal to outstate voters because uh, outstate voters, uh, they kind of like their uh, Second Amendment rights and they don't want the office to be used as a political cudgel against uh, Donald Trump. Keith Ellison has come out and said that, you know, he would use the office for the basically as the resistance uh, to Trump and as well would continue in his capacity as deputy chair of the Republican or Democrat National Committee. Okay, so much for the office being nonpartisan, nonpolitical. And I get it. There's party affiliations with the candidates who run with his office. But the way the office is set up, it's not supposed to be an extension of the legislature. And by the way, if you go on Twitter, that's what's the most telling part of the leftist freakout over Doug Wardlow potentially being the next attorney general of Minnesota is because Doug Wardlow has conservative views, ultra conservative views. Or, as Democrats will say, that's a euphemism for being a hater, that he hates gays or hates transgender, trans people, hates gay marriage, whatever. All right? The fact of the matter is the Attorney General's office is there to, oh, I don't know, uphold the laws on the books and to be sure to act in the best interest of all Minnesotans to ensure that laws are being followed. Okay? And the idea that they think Doug Wardlow would come in and use that office to ramrod through all of these anti-gay initiatives just shows that they have no understanding of what the office is about. And therefore, Democrats have basically been using that office as a political tool. But anyhow, I digress. So it looks like Keith Ellison is falling further behind. There are some polls that show Ellison is behind by as much as seven points. And you know the Democrats are really getting nervous is because they had a hit piece out on Doug Wardlow yesterday. I believe it was in the Pioneer Press not a lot of no other media outlets would pick it up, but the Pioneer Press apparently felt they wanted to pick it up. Where there was a story of Doug Wardlow bullying a high school classmate because his high school classmate was gay. All right, and Doug Wardlow on the show yesterday not only emphatically denied that charge, but said, "You know, the same classmate who was making this charge reached out to me in 2009, 2010 when Doug Wardlow was running for Minnesota State House and wished him the best of luck and finally remembered him from high school." But all of a sudden, when the stakes are this high and Doug Wardlow is in a position of po- potential to be in a position of power at the statewide level, well, then uh, all the all the smear comes out. And I don't know that this is going to work. But Keith Ellison can't seem to get away from these allegations of domestic abuse against him. Of course, Karen Monahan, his former girlfriend, came out with these allegations right around the time the uh, just just before the primary. And the problem with that was we have early voting in the state, so people could start voting for the primary, which is typically takes place in mid-August. I believe sometime in July is when early voting started. So it stands to reason Keith Ellison probably had a lot of votes banked um, before the primary. So when the primary came around, he won resoundingly. So had these allegations come out before early voting, who's to say maybe Keith Ellison would have been defeated at the DFL primary level? We don't know. But the point is, uh, the Democrats who were so hot to trot for early voting, basically trying to solve a problem that wasn't there, you know, the only reason anybody should vote early is if they aren't going to be available to vote on Election Day, which, you know, most people are. I mean, I've, I've been able to vote since, you know, my first election was 1988, all right? Every year, every election year, with the exception of the year 2000, I've been in town and able to vote on Election Day. But in 2000, I was going to be out of town on a business trip. I knew that, so I got an absentee ballot, filled out at home, and mailed it. No problem. Okay? So, but anyways, that's another rant for another day. So, 
of course, you know the Democrat mantra when it comes to allegations of domestic abuse, sexual assault, sexual harassment, whatever. We are to believe women. Period. End of story. Believe women. All women deserve to be believed. Okay. Well, Ken Martin, chair of the uh, de- of the uh, DFL, obviously here in Minnesota, uh, you know, he was finally pinned down on this because he kind of been dodging the question all along. You know, do you support still support Keith Ellison? You know, he was the endorsed. Can- uh, he was the uh, well, he wasn't the endorsed candidate at the convention, but he won the primary, and therefore, how the DFL does is they have their state central delegates then endorse all the candidates and win the primary, and Keith Ellison was included among that. And there was talk, you know, maybe should the Democrats should rescind that endorsement. They weren't going to. Ken Martin was always walking a fine line. And Channel 5 uh, did a story this past week. Ken Martin was calling a press conference. Uh, apparently, it had to do with Doug Wardlow's campaign accepting campaign contributions from a prominent college or uh, something along those lines that, uh, had a lawsuit filed against it by the attorney general's office. And uh, that seemed to be a conflict. So the Wardle campaign said, yeah, we're going to return those donations. So Ken Martin was going to call a press conference to talk about that. Of course, it got undermined talking about uh, Keith Ellison. So Adam, whenever you're ready, uh, play that clip. Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Abuse by Keith Ellison, something he denies. DFL party chairman Ken Martin has walked a tightrope between supporting her and supporting the DFL candidate for attorney general, including at this news conference on Wednesday. I support her uh, allegations forward, and I support there being an investigation into those. That's how you change culture, not brushing them under the rug, not discounting them. But when pressed on whether he now believes Monaghan's allegations, he said this. We took them seriously. We conducted an outside independent investigation, and that investigation showed that they could not substantiate her claim of domestic abuse. And so I do not believe her. I believe our investigation. Okay, there you have it. And again, you listen to that, it's like, well, that's a common sense stance. Due process and all, do the investigation, take, take, the, take the allegations seriously, innocent until proven guilty. That is a very rational, common-sense stance, one that falls is consistent with due process, the Constitu- Fourth and Fifth Amendments of the Constitution, everything. Except that hasn't been the Democrat chanting point. What has it been? All women deserve to be believed. Believe women, period, full stop. Believe women. Well, okay, why aren't you believing Karen Monahan? I, I, seriously, serious question. These are, and she even produced documents showing follow-up doctor appointments after apparently after allegedly being the victim of domestic abuse at the hands of Keith Ellison. All right, that's a heck of a lot more evidence than Dr. Christine Blasey Ford produced when talked to, when she alleged that Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her 35 years earlier when they were both teenagers. Okay, so. We're supposed, even if uh, Brett Kavanaugh denied those allegations, okay, but yet if somebody did something as a 17-year-old, that's as supposed to define them, their their next 35 years, even though they have proven to be an upstanding member of society and a very solid jurist, judge, but yet something that he would have done at 17 years old, that's supposed to define the rest of his life? But Keith Ellison, something that allegedly happened four or five years earlier, a couple years earlier, eh, you know, we did an investigation, impartial, independent investigation. We don't believe her. We don't believe our investigation. And by the way, uh, Karen Monahan's attorney, Andrew Parker, responded by saying the DFL investigation was not objective, unbiased, or impartial. So that's another axe to grind there. But again, this is just another classic example of Democrats not being willing to live up to the standards that they set. Their standard, believe women. Something happened to Christine Blasey Ford when she, when she was a teenager, 35 years earlier. Never mind that most legal experts will say eyewitness accounts are not 100% reliable, even if they're within a few months. Obviously, the forensic evidence is something that is ideal. But then 35 years later? No, it just, it just didn't add up. And again, I, I believe something happened to Dr. Ford I just don't, but given what we heard, I don't believe it was Brett Kavanaugh. And again, we don't need to revisit that. 
But the point is, is that they're not living up to the standards they set. Apparently, Ken Martin didn't get the chanting points from the from the uh, Democrat National Committee. Maybe he should have asked the deputy chair himself, who's running for attorney general of Minnesota. Okay. So, again, this is a perfectly rational, common-sense approach, but this isn't the one they're, they're supposed to be taking. So they're undermining their own case here. And by the way, the voters have apparently heard enough and seen enough of what Karen Monahan has produced to really make them think, and this has become a referendum against Keith Ellison. Some folks, they may not be too enthused about Doug Wardlow, but they'll either vote for him or they won't vote in this race at all, or maybe vote for third-party candidate. Who's to say? But, uh, yeah, Keith Ellison is in real trouble in this race, and uh, you know this uh, this could send him packing from his uh, from uh, electoral politics. Now, it could be that Keith Ellison could re-enter the fray at any time. Maybe Ilhan Omar, uh, within a couple years after being elected, doesn't like everything that's going on in Washington, and she may step aside. And if Keith Ellison ever decides to run for Congress again in CD five, you know, I'm sure he could. He could, if Ilan Omar decides after one or two terms or however long she wants to stay in, that it's just not for her. Yeah, then he he could probably be a lifer in that seat. But uh, this is uh, this is this is definitely come home to roost for Keith Ellison because he could, aside from all the domestic uh, abuse allegations, Keith Ellison has been a far left radical and he hasn't had to apologize for it because he's lived in a D plus twenty two district. So he's never had to apologize for that. But now it's target-rich environment. So he should have easily been defeated even before these allegations come out. But these uh, coming out uh, further compound the issue, and they're not going away. And and uh, I think I mentioned in the preview uh, the, that I did on face, Facebook Live prior to the show, uh, Karen Monahan sent screenshots of messages of Keith Ellison's relatives basically telling her to back off, and she's saying, yo, Keith, um, kind of tell your relatives to leave me alone here. So not a good look, that is for sure. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. One more segment coming up this hour with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. I work down at the pizza pit And I drive a no Hyundai I still live with my mind. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Instead of a cardboard sign at the end of the driveway saying free AC, they thought this might be better. Seriously, Blue Ox Heating and Air Conditioning is giving away free brand new air conditioners when you purchase a new high-efficiency furnace plus installation. They also offer minimum payments with 0% financing for up to 18 months and a 15-year company-backed parts and labor warranty valued at $889 for your peace of mind. 
They have a limited amount left, so make sure you act now. Visit GoBlueOx.com. That's GoBlueOx.com. Some restrictions apply. See website for details. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Welcome back, Game 12 Agent Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour on the broadcast we like to call The Closer. Thanks for tuning in. You know, we've uh, our state has kind of got some national, uh, national attention. I talked about the Keith Ellison incident. That's been picked up by some national outlets, including uh, Politico this past week, talking about how Keith Ellison is struggling in the polls. And uh, National Review and the Daily Caller, uh, among a couple of publications that are picking up on the Senate race, the U.S. Senate race here in Minnesota, the special election for Al Franken's former Senate seat. Uh, Jim Garrity at the Morning Jolt this past week wrote about this. Uh, Minnesota has two U.S. Senate elections this year. Incumbent Democrat Amy Klobuchar is running for re-election against Republican Jim Newberger. And Senator Tina Smith, who was appointed to replace Al Franken, is running for the remainder of Franken's term, two years, against Republican Karen Housley, friend of the show. <clears throat> it's Minnesota, so Republicans probably shouldn't get their hopes up too high. But a new poll does have Housley within six points. I mean, it's not as if an unelected senator is just going to skip out on debates. Wait. Senator Tina Smith really did skip out on the debate. Uh, Jim Garrity quotes from a KAAL-TV uh, com story. Uh, the debate has been months in the making from the start. It's been our goal to bring the candidates together to help you make an informed decision in November. Unfortunately, one of the candidates will not be present. Democrat Tina Smith declined our invitation to participate due to a complicated schedule. We will still feature a 15-minute interview with her opponent, Republican Karen Housley. Five Eyewitness News understands having a single candidate in a debate may give the impression of unfairness to a candidate who does not participate. We believe it would be unfair to Minnesota voters to allow one candidate not appearing on the only statewide primetime debate to silence his or her opponent in this race. We will always put Minnesota citizens first. And I actually wrote about this at uh, at bradcarlson.org and posted a picture. Uh, kudos to Max Reimer uh, on Twitter for posting this photo. It's Karn Housley standing at one podium, and the picture is, a, is of an empty podium where Tina Smith should be standing. I mean, if Tina Smith ends up losing this race, I think that that, that will be the the defining moment, the pivotal moment, the picture, if you will, of this particular race. Now, Tina Smith is someone who has been behind the scenes. I mean, she was a had a, had a uh, high prominent a high prominent position with a Planned Parenthood of Minnesota. I think she was the president, whatever, but very highly prominent position with Planned Parenthood of you know, the whole Midwest, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota. And she also served in R.T. Ryback's Mayor R.T. Ryback's administration, of course, Mayor Ryback, uh, formerly of Minneapolis, and then was chief of staff of. Mark Dayton's administration, Governor Mark Dayton's administration, the first term, and then the second term was his uh, lieutenant governor, or her, uh, was Governor Dayton's lieutenant governor. And there's always been kind of this uh, open secret that Tina Smith was really kind of the magic in the Dayton administration, kind of running things. They they wanted Mark Dayton, uh, the view of Mark Dayton as limited as possible, because if he ever, whenever he goes off script, he say, he says things like, you know, just before the 2016 elections, like the Affordable, Affordable Care Act is no longer affordable. Okay, so they don't want him to go off script. So that's why they, they rarely let him uh, get out there and speak. So my point is, is that Tina Smith has never been a politician. She's never been out front. She's never been the face uh, of any campaign, despite the fact, you know, she was Mark Dayton's running mate in the 24 re-election campaign for governor. So her fear, I'm sure, is that if she's actually having to debate someone like Karen Housley, who is personable and has a pretty good grasp of the issues and is not a career politician. Karen has wor- worked in the working world. She was in broadcast journalism while her husband was in a professional hockey career. And then when he retired, 
She opened her own real estate business and has been a prominent realtor in the uh, Twin Cities for a decade and a half. And for purposes of full disclosure, she was my mom's realtor when my mom sold her house last year. So, you know, Karen has had that nice balance between having a working career, owning her own business, you know, and then now for six years has been a state senator and is very personable. And, of course, the concern Tina Smith probably has, if you compare the two, it's no comparison. So, therefore, citing a complicated schedule ducks out of the debate. I mean, how arrogant and insulting is that? You have someone who didn't garner a single vote for this Senate seat. Remember, she was appointed the Senate seat after Al Franken resigned. She didn't earn a single vote for the seat, and she wants to actually be reelected and keep this seat. And she's not even going to face the voters and try to draw a distinction between her opponent? How unbelievably arrogant is that? And you know what she's thinking. At least you can surmise what she's thinking. She thinks, well, you know, I've had as much as a six to nine point lead. And with only two weeks left to go, or as of last week, it was 16 days left to go. You know, six point lead, I think I could safely run out the clock. That's what she's probably thinking. And you know what? Maybe she she might be able to do it. But in a just world... Karen Housley, with everything that she's been putting into this campaign and the shoe leather she's put up and the miles she's put on the car, she's been everywhere. And in a just world, she would win this election. And who's to say? Maybe she might. Doug Wardlow, I think, has the best chance to break Minnesota's uh, statewide losing streak. It hasn't been it hasn't been since 2006 that a Republicans won a statewide election. I think Doug Wardlow's got a good shot to do that. Karen Housley... Also has a great opportunity to do so. Well, uh, Jeff Johnson, hopefully re- uh, hopefully elected governor. My next guest, uh, John Howell, running for Secretary of State. You know, would love to see it. So there are some great opportunities for some statewide victories. And, uh, yeah, we've got some good candidates, but it doesn't hurt that uh, some of these Republicans, or excuse me, Democrats, are uh, a little inept. Uh, anyways, folks, I've enjoyed it. Hour number one is in the can. Hour number two coming up in mere moments. Guest of Palooza. Again, we kick off the 2 o'clock hour with Republican Minnesota Secretary of State candidate John Howe. You're not going to want to miss this. AM 1280, The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay. Yesterday I felt my mommy's tummy kick. Wow, what was in there? My new little brother or sister. I think he's going to be a soccer player. Betty's already practicing in mom's tummy. (laughs) Mom says a baby has a heartbeat at 18 days. Hi, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or information or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366 7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is totally educational, non political, and tax deductible. A baby is a baby is a baby. Prolife Across America, the people. Hello, this is State Rep Glenn Grunigan. I am a pro life legislator, and I believe it's important for Minnesota citizens to understand that most of Europe and Russia now prohibits abortion beyond 12 to 20 weeks. Yet DFL statewide candidates refuse to acknowledge the advancements in fetal research and medical science, including tax-subsidized Planned Parenthood, who profits from the killing of unborn children. The scientific medical fact is that life begins at conception. Vote Republican to reduce late-term abortions and stop the exploitation of women. Prepared and paid for by Glenn Grunhagen for State Rep. Midterm elections are right around the corner, and it is obvious now that the left will do anything to win. We can't back down now. In fact, we've got to unite on all fronts, and that means paying attention to what your hard-earned dollars are supporting. You may not realize that even your cell phone bill is used to fund liberal causes. So switch now to the nation's only conservative cell phone company, Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile provides nationwide reliable service with unlimited talk and text and no hidden fees. Plus, Patriot Mobile automatically donates a portion of your bill to conservative causes you are voting to protect. 
protect. Keep your number, bring your own device, or select a new one from our great selection, including Android and iPhones, beginning at only $4 a month. Go to patientmobile.com forward slash Hugh to get started today. And when you use the offer code Hugh, they'll even waive your activation fee for up to two lines. Stop supporting big mobile and liberal causes and make the switch to patriotmobile.com. Patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh or 1-800-A-PATRIOT, 1-800-272-8746. Bring home big bucks with hunting boots from Chet's Shoes. No matter the weather or terrain in your neck of the woods this deer hunting season, Chet's has a boot for you. We work hard to make sure you're comfortable on your feet so you can focus on the deer, not how wet or cramped you are. Don't settle for seeking out your boots in a big box store. Step into Chet's where you'll find personalized one-on-one customer service. Our Red Wing stores feature one of the largest selections of Irish setter hunting boots. Visit us today. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky State. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.